Well, this place is considered the most famous apartment building in the world. Yeah, and haunted, and there's, you know, we got Crazy Babies, Judy Garland. I don't want this shit. Crying women. Mm-mm. That's yeah. Judy Garland. Oh, yeah. Hello and welcome back to your Hatch and Bar, a place for your paranormal, supernatural, extraterrestrial, true crime happenings. Today, Golden Throat is not your host, but I have, as always, Brian McCree, Hello. celebrity ghost investigator, Summer Dawn, Hello. and Dr. Kodiak Stacy, professional ear booger picker doctor. You wear a lab coat, it's the same thing. Yeah. We'll be talking about Dr. Stacy. Uh, we are actually talking about something that Summer brought up, and that is going to be the Dakota Apartments in New York City. Are you guys familiar? With New York or with this particular apartment? Well, actually, Brian, you specifically, I'm sure you've walked past this apartment several times. We were right? talking about that earlier. I may have walked past it. Just, there's so many big buildings there. It's pretty no inconspicuous. Like, yeah, you it's wouldn't just be able to a tell. big gray building, right? I mean, it's kind of like pewter colored, yeah, but it's massive, So, yeah. and it's just outside of Central Park. Oh, then I'm, I probably walked by it. I don't know, probably smoked weed in front of it or something. The Dakota building at 1 West 72nd Street in the Upper West Side neighborhood Manhattan, New York That's City. bougie. Yeah, it's very bougie. It's bougie. And we'll get into that. Is it bougie? It is, because it's right off the park. And so it's like right there. Anytime, before you hit 125th, is which where Harlem kind of picks up, everything's kind of bougie, and then it gets blacker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess is the PC way to put it. Uh, the building occupies the western sidewalk of Central Park West formerly 8th Avenue, between 72nd Street to the south and 73rd Street to the north. Occupies nearly a square land lot with an area of 40,866 square feet. What's with the numbers in the streets? What do you mean? Like, by 72nd Street? So if I'm at 77 and 72nd, does everybody know where I'm at? Is These that... numbers, they what do they mean? They wouldn't cross-sect like that. It's like, it counts up. You go like to the bottom Manhattan, down by like World Trade Center. Stuff like that. There's just actual street names. But then once you hit, like, I think 9th Street or 7th Street, it all just counts straight up. So you know, if you're going north, the numbers will increase. Or if you're going east or west, it's, like, 1st through 9th, I think, or 11th. So and then really, it goes all the way up to, like, 178th or 189th A lot of big cities do that, though. It's just easier because yeah, it's a grid. A lot of big cities do that. It's just a grid because if you're going up, if you've got to get to 125, just go up. You'll get there eventually. Sounds kind of lazy, but okay. <laughs> well, it's, it's probably very Millions efficient. of people. <laughs> the land lot has frontages of about 200 feet, and it's along the Central Park West and 204 feet along 72nd and 73rd Street. You said that you're not sure if you walk past it, but if you know where the Majestic Apartment Building are or the Olcott Hotel Bougie or the Langham Apartment Buildings, uh, you've definitely been by there. <laughs> One of the things it says is that it's near, like the Langham Apartments are near the North and Central Park area near the Strawberry Fields Memorial. Whatever that is. Just sounds like a $20 beer. Can I share my favorite like. fact about this entire building? For sure. Not a single fire escape. We'll That's, get yeah, we'll get that. To feels that. Illegal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that feels illegal. Yeah. It feels illegal. You're talking about New York City, right? Where uh-huh. like famously every scene in a New yeah. York City movie has a fire escape. Well, not, not a this single one. Not this super not a, expensive not apartment one. building. It was built to be fireproof. Actually. Okay, but the Titanic was oh. built to be unsinkable. Also didn't have fire escapes. Yeah, but Americans <laughs> built this. That's the difference. Sure. <laughs> I, I like that. So the building developer... And the building yeah. is unsinkable, right? Yeah, yeah, the, 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 yeah well, it won't sink. Spider-Man cannot live there. Well, you can't afford it. That's the problem. And they probably won't the let thing. him in. But Tom Holland could probably afford it. But he, they probably still won't let him in. I don't know. He's a national But not treasure. Andrew Garfield. He can't live there. No, he can't live there. <laughs> it's towards, towards the blacker streets, right? That's, that's, that's higher numbers. That higher numbers, line? browner people. Can I say that? I don't know. It's fact. Can I say that? I don't know. Can I share that fact? Because you're going to just go straight through the white people. You'll get the blacks. Keep going to you at the Puerto Rican. I, th- I thought you were talking about street lights. <laughs> That's really New York. I thought you were talking about show. street lights. <laughs> 
<laughs> so the building's developer, Edward Cabot Clark, was born December 19th, 1811 in Athens in Greene County, New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was the eldest child of three sons born to Nathan and Julia Clark. Later in his life, he became a lawyer. And while working in New York City, was working alongside future New York State Attorney General and former New York Senator Ambrose L. Jordan. But we're talking about 1800s, like 1849. Ambrose gave that away. I just picture a lot of old-timey accents is what I'm hearing. New (laughs) York City. Exactly. (laughs) Just just in. So have you ever heard of the Singer Sewing Company? Yeah, 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 everybody. Singer, as a singer, that's a, that's what you sew with, a singer. Exactly. So he actually represented the man who came up with the idea, the inventor. He couldn't afford to pay Edward, so he took part in the company's. So, so he killed him. <laughs> yeah, he made a bunch of money off that, you know, because that was one of the largest uh, inventions, and definitely everyone, even to this day, knows about Singer Sewing Company. He invested in the Singer Sewing Company. When Mr. Singer died, he took over as CEO, made more money, and turned that into real estate. And that is how he decided to develop the Dakota. Hmm. And I understand that the Dakota is like, he, like he just, he picked a really good place to put this motherfucker. And that's what I was just thinking. I wonder if it wasn't a really good place then. I guess it's always been cool to be by the park, I would imagine, because it's just, it's the only spot with trees and shit. So. I mean, and also during that time, there wasn't that much like, yeah, because it was developed. But was it? What year is this again? Well, so when, yeah, so she's right. I saw a picture of it when it was developed. Like, yeah. Full building. Is this like, it was before next... or after Gangs of New York? Where are we at in the time frame? Um, I, I They were probably in the, the darker streets. Okay. So not very near. <laughs> they were down in the Lower East Side, actually. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's just a big ass building like the size of a city block next to another building, and well, that's it. It's just a field and a bunch of people. Yeah. Hmm. So when he started investing in real estate in the 1970s, he purchased a parcel on Central Park West between you know 72nd, where he decided to build a Dakota, and it was named the Dakota because at the time population out there was so sparse, kind of like the Dakotas. Oh, stop. Yeah. That's cute. I don't like that. Yeah. That's upsetting. But when it comes to the building, he really spared no expense whatsoever. It was reported that Clark spent $25,000 on each apartment. His original- $25,000. That's, that's old-timey that's money. money. Yeah, like, that's, that's good money. With inflation, just think about that's that. That's in 1880, guys. 1880. Yeah, it's a lot of money. His original plans from 1880 slated $1 million as the estimated cost for the Dakota- but a lot of people believe it was a lot more. $1 million then is equal to $30 million today. Good God. And bread was a nickel. It was a better time, right? Except for that whole depression thing that comes later. Yeah. Is that later, too? I'm getting my timeline mixed up, guys. I'm just picturing dusty New York. 50 years later. Dusty, sad New York. (laughs) So he really spent everything on it, right? He put his all into it. Uh, He put his whole ass into it. (laughs) Some already mentioned that he tried to make it fireproof. Was it not fireproof? Because it sounds like you're alluding to it. it's not fireproof. You didn't need an escape? Yeah, you didn't need to escape. That's one thing. (laughs) Well, you're just so rich, you just jump. Like It's fine. You know, the architecture is a mix of German Gothic, French Renaissance, and English Victorian. It has high gables, terracotta features, gargoyles, and exotic decor. The building has 65 co-op apartments with no two in the building being identical. Aren't they the terracotta warriors? Is that the little, the Chinese guys that are in the basement somewhere? The old green, coppery, bronze dudes? We've all seen that in a Have textbook Because that's, that's yeah. what I was picturing. Is it covered in that? Sorry. Yeah, yeah they're, Sorry, they're there. <laughs> they're in apartment six. So four years later, it, it's announced that in April 1884, it will be announced that Dakota will be ready for occupancy in October with rent ranging from $1,500 to $5,000 per year. 
At that time, one quarter of the units had already been spoken for, and by the time it opened, it was fully rented. Again, $5,000 then for a year is equal to $151,000 today. Hmm. What's that divided by 12? Summer? I don't know how to do math. It's a lot of money, you're right. <laughs> well over $10,000 a month. Yeah, oh, wow. Well, that's it. Yeah. Oh, that's it? I, oh, I wipe my ass with that kind of money. Exactly. <laughs> the kind of person, air conditioning on, windows down. I'm talking real money. Absolutely. So I can't even look at it. <laughs> I found an article from the New York Times on October 22nd, 1884. They printed a description of the Dakota, which is now one of the only records of detail for the, inter- with the interior, especially from the original presentation of the building. The article titled, A Description of the One of the Most Perfect Apartment Houses in the World, describes the Dakota as such. The first floor contains the dining rooms, which are finished in a perfect manner. In this case, these words really mean something. The floors are marble and inlaid. The base of the walls is of English quartered oak carved by hand. The upper portions are finished in bronze base relief work, and the ceilings are also quartered oak. Beautifully carved. It sounds nice. Yeah, it's, I looked at some pictures. It's. Crazy. I was gonna say, did you look at it? It's still nice. Yeah, it's still no pretty problem. well. The effect is that of an old English baronial hall with the dingy massiveness brightened and freshened without any losing of its richness. The effect is heightened by a large Scotch brownstone engraving fireplace, which ornaments the center of the room. So that was when it opened in 1884. That was what the New York Times said about it. Okay, so so there's there's multiple. Apartment, like I, I'm trying to vision this, right? So if you get an apartment here, you have like you're used to the sprawl, right? You have like five or six rooms, maybe, right? Like bedrooms, like more, mm-hmm. sometimes more. Yeah, so this, this is pretty luxurious stuff. Like you're, you're. It's basically like buying a house inside of a building. Wow. Mm-hmm. Some of these wow. apartments had over twenty rooms in them. It's insane, man. Yeah. Uh, they also had uh, things in the building called poor doors, which is where the people that worked Aww. there would travel, so people didn't have to see them. The, you don't want to see the pores. <laughs> door. Get those pores. Oh, it's a door? <laughs> yeah. Out of sight, out of mind. It's a mean name. The Times, man, right? Could you imagine having that Port- now? Hey, 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 take the door, man. Come on, take the door. <laughs> they might see you. It's, I know it's three. Just take the door. Really, I mean, that's, that's pretty much when it comes to the building. And that's not what we do here. We're not here to talk about how great apartment buildings are. Let's get down to, you know, why we're here. He built a ghost house! <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> A lot, a lot of people believe that the Dakota has been cursed since the beginning. And actually, Edward Cabot Clark did not even survive to see his finished product. Mm. They believe that he is the first victim of the curse. Is he uh, a ghost there? He actually died in October 1882 to malaria fever. Oh. And he left the Dakota to his namesake grandson, who was 12. Hmm. Mm. Damn. So a 12-year-old took over this luxurious building. Sold it for a, a lollipop. Richie rich yeah. kid. Right. And somehow he still, it, it ran pretty well. I mean, it was. It was on autopilot at that point. <laughs> 12-year-old me, there would have been Pokemon pictures everywhere, some Dragon Ball Z I'm stuff. I'm sure like, he was pushing a stick or a wheel with a stick or yeah, something, whatever. Yeah, to be right. Old-timey bullshit. And, you know, another one of the uh, issues was that one of its first famous residents died in 1883 before it was finished as well. Some people in parts of the finished building were allowed to live there before the rest of it was fully renovated and finished. The first person was Russian composer Peter, I'm going to butcher this, Tchaikovsky? Tchaikovsky? Yeah, it's Tchaikovsky, obviously. Yeah, Tchaikovsky. Uh, he gained approval to move in the apartment before the rest of the Dakota building project reached completion. 
As a result, he was able to experience the Dakota before his death. However, uh, the heavily debated circumstances surrounding his death brings the Dakota curse to mind. Uh, the official cause of death is listed as cholera. Uh, some historians, though, believe that he committed suicide. Cholera? No. Was he a baby? <laughs> he was a grown man. <laughs> he died of cholera? <laughs> <laughs> cholic, yeah. Does cholera look like a gunshot wound? I have no idea. <laughs> After it fell on the roof, that's common in cholera. Everybody sees that. There's a lot of stories that go into the haunting. They go back as building to the 1960s where people really started seeing a lot of things going on. But I'm actually going to pass this over to Summer. She has uh, quite a bit on this. So some of the celebrities that lived there Ooh, girl. were Boris Karloff, who played Frankenstein. No oh, shit. He was one of the very first celebrities to live there. And then we got Judy Garland. Oh. Dude, she looked like shit when she died. Uh, she looked like shit for most of her life because she lived off cigarettes and coffee. Well, and she, she lived in the ghost mansion. She and was fat and looked like a hunchback. Whoa. That's what that's what Hollywood will do to you. That's what the producers said. I'm sorry. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Who said that? The producers of like Wizard of Oz said she looked like a fat hunchback. No, they didn't. Did they? <laughs> I swear to God, they fucking better. They well, better cigarettes and a fetid means until she looked like a fucking hunchback. Oh, more than that. And you're talking about like the 1940s and 50s. Yeah, it was it was had, the wild they had wild more west. Than that. Everywhere, yeah, man. They were giving cocaine was get the get the ghost out of you. Men didn't even change diapers back then. Right? <laughs> Fucking good. They didn't even look at. They didn't even know what their baby looked like. Hey, but they wore was hats. They it was a classy. Time. They. It was a classy time. They would spend all day at work making deals, <laughs> getting, drinking scotch, get drunk, blowing each other in the bathroom, then come home and just beat the shit <laughs> out of their wife. Beat the shit out of Judy Garland. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Judy Garland. <laughs> she only married gay people though, so it's fine. Aww. She's like twenty-seven years old playing a twelve-year-old, calling her a fat. She married like three <laughs> different gay men. Yeah. Huh. Good for her. Any hoozles, she lived there for an undocumented brief amount of time in a three bedroom. So very tiny, very poor. So Judy Garland had three bedrooms? She had a three bedroom, yeah. Okay. And then we got a Roberta Flack, who was a singer songwriter, and she lived there for quite some time. Also, mm. undocumented amount of time. Mm uh, Lauren Bacall lived in a nine bedroom for 53 years. Jesus. And then we got Leonard Bernstein or Bernstein. Is that of he the was. Bears? Yep. Oh. Yep. No, that would be Stain, Bernstein. I don't know. I just I didn't. I thought it was, it was a real it was, guy. Yeah, it was the Berenstain. Berenstain Bears. The no. Judy, Judy Garland made him. Yeah. Was <laughs> she was Judy, one yeah. of them. Judy yeah. Garland. She, she was, was the, the mama mom. bear. She, she mama rolled him up and smoked him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this one tastes just right. It's oh <laughs> a different bear story. It's yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a completely different bear story. Judy haunted. The Dakotas for years. <laughs> Even though she lived there for a brief amount of time, she came back as a ghost. No, yeah. no, they thought she was the ghost while she was there. They just thought there was a hunchback <laughs> that lived there. Like, oh my God, there's a hideous, hideous <laughs> fat ghost out there. There's a hideous beast that roams the hallways like, sir, that's Judy Garland. <laughs> like, oh my God. Now it's just Liza Minnelli. She looks Minnelli. awful. Uh, all right, Leonard Bernstein, Stain. He was a composer that lived on the second floor. And uh, I have most notable... Of like the the not so deep stories is uh, Maury Povich what? and his wife Connie Chung lived there. Oh my god, Connie Chung. Yeah, yeah. You remember her? No, she was a reporter. <laughs> she was a reporter. Yeah, exactly. Now we've reached the cream of the crop. Right? You're talking about late '80s, '90s. Now, now we're talking about my time. Let's do it, Maury. Maury okay. Povich, man. Another famous mustache. He lived there. Here's some. Here's some. Extremely notable ones because some shit actually happened. Yeah. All right, so Judy Holliday was an actress that lived there. She died at the age of 43 from breast cancer in apartment 77. 
Silent killer. Uh, she has been, or painters have yep. claimed to see apparitions in her former apartment, although that there has been no claims of Holiday herself seeing ghosts. But okay, wait. But, so there was ghosts in her apartment, but, but she the, never saw one. They think pa- the painters think that she might be the ghost. This is Judy Garland. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, sir, you don't belong in this apartment. <laughs> oh, that's just Judy Carlin. <laughs> Judy Carlin has a key to everyone's apartment. She's the super. <laughs> mister, mister, she's, sir. She's the apartment manager. She's got the, just working on the heater, man. All you hear is keys just clinking around. <laughs> so one of, the, one of the non-celebrity ghosts that people claim to see, <laughs> not Judy Carlin. <laughs> I like how this this podcast has just become a Judy Garland roast. Hey, man. The roast of Judy Garland, a woman who's been dead for several decades. Completely abused her whole lifetime. (laughs) Hollywood. What's one more? Just let her rest. We're just going to kick her while she's down. She's haunting the Dakota currently, so she never stopped. One uh, One of the ghosts that a lot of people claim to see is a little girl. Uh, running around in turn-of-the-century clothing, and she appeared to some of the painters in the building while they were doing construction. So well, that... maybe maybe the painters saw this ghost. They just said that they just claimed that they saw a ghost. Right. There's a little girl thing, right? I did read. I mean, like I yeah. I, I googled a couple headlines. Yeah. So this one, they they see her all the time. People seem to see her. She's a little girl that appears quite frequently and smiles at people and approaches to greet them. This little girl has long blonde hair and likes to bounce a ball and is often seen running through the hallways and has even said to have been seen from the street waving to people as they go by. One lady who saw her... It's just an actual little girl. It's a really nice ghost. <laughs> I know. What a nice ghost. One lady who saw her, though, said she walked into an adjacent room which turned out to be a closet. So she's just walking through maybe the poor doors. Does that, she happen to have a twin? Putting it together and do now. they happen ex- to hold hands yeah. while they sing songs together? I think it's you're right. It's just the poor door. This is just a poor person's child. The poor door. So you brought up Judy Holiday, and the one thing I found that they found in her apartment, like people claim to see a person in a brown suit with the face of a boy. A grown man's body with the face it's of a boy. It's two toddlers stacked on <laughs> exactly. top of each other. It's just the little rascals. <laughs> yeah, this is kind of adorable. Rascals. Yeah, he was uh, he was dressed in a Buster Brown suit, the style of Ugh. the early 1900s. The apparition was accompanied by a musty odor. <laughs> While one of the workers was doing some painting in a large closet, the door slammed shut and the light went out. He made his way down the ladder, propped open the door, and he turned the light back on. At that moment, something grabbed his arm and pushed it against the hot light bulb. Do you know what painters and roofers and ciders all have in common? A meth addiction. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Not back then. <laughs> Common side effects is hallucination, especially if you spend multiple days not sleeping. And I can see that. And you're also just things. inhaling fumes all day, and back then it was lead. So oh, yeah, for sure. Just inhaling lead all day. So face. Just meth ghosts. That's where we're at then. <laughs> the nice meth ghosts. <laughs> Sleep paralysis demons, but you're moving around. Oh, you're painting. <laughs> At least you're working. At but just this working. giant baby standing here next to you in a Buster Brown suit. Idle yeah, hands exactly, are yeah. the devil's playground. At least you're working. Oh God. Could mm. like could you just imagine like a little girl just running down the hallway, just boom, 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 bounces by you're like, what the hell? She runs into a room, you go in there, and there's a man child just standing there, like just in a suit and just looking at you. It's like, just like Google. Gaga. I know what I would do. I would run? move I would move out. Yeah, well, 
How tall is the man child? I would that, pack that, my bag. And how? Because how childlike is it? Uh, one of the most frequently spotted apparitions is the crying lady ghost who roams the halls crying and wailing. Almost every resident that's lived there has claimed to see her at some point. And after doing some research and looking further into it, a lot of people believe that it is Elise Vesely, the property manager at the Dakota from the 30s to the 50s. And while she worked there, her son was killed outside the building by a passing truck. Oh, my God. Can you imagine working somewhere for 20 years and becoming a fucking, like, you're the manager That's of the place I... and they remember you being a fucking crying uh, ghost? And does she still have to manage the other ghosts? Like, is she still working? Is her son a ghost That's there, too? so like, annoying. Uh, that her son's a ghost? John Lennon actually claimed to have seen her, and you know he lived there for quite a while. And he also saw UFOs outside of his apartment windows. Say what? He could have just been really high. Was saying, yeah, wasn't he doing ayahuasca? He was on shit? LSD. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's adding up. Yeah. All right. So he lived there with his wife Yoko. Oh no. Oh, she destroyed the Beatles, guys. Is anyone here upset about that? Mm-mm. I was a Rolling Stones guy myself. And the Dakota is that he? Drum roll, please. Is this about his penis? Died there. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. He got them. shot out front. Saw that in Forrest Gump. He That's, did get shot. In sorry, I ruined your Black Panther party. <laughs> my favorite. I think one of my favorite parts of that movie, and I say it all the time. That's my favorite. Part. Every time I have to go to the bathroom at work, I go, I gotta pay. Somebody's <laughs> gotta pay. It's like a thing. You just say it to yourself as you're walking to the bathroom. <laughs> I say it to Becky. I go, I got to pay as I walk to the bathroom. So dumb. What was he shot with? Do you know? Uh, a gun. Here. A crossbow. <laughs> Let me backtrack just a little bit. Okay. I got a full timeline for you motherfuckers. So the day of Lennon's death at 11 a.m., uh, the singer and his wife had a Rolling Stone photo shoot inside of his apartment. The the notable one where he's naked. Yeah. Mm. Yep, 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 that happened. And then at 12 p.m., Lennon's friend Paul Gorish was greeted by a man claiming to be a lifelong fan of John's. Judy Garland. Also mentioning (laughs) that he was from Hawaii and he was going to be waiting on Lennon to exit the building in the hopes of him signing an autograph of one of his albums. After John Lennon, or during John Lennon's interview, he mentioned that he considered his line of work to not be finished until I'm dead and buried and hopefully that's a long long time Mm. cut to 4 p.m. 4.30 p.m. to be exact he John was leaving his apartment and Mark David Chapman was the man he approached Lennon to sign his copy of Double Fantasy Gorish actually snapped a few photos of these two men by 5 p.m. he went to his recording studio to write and around 10.30 John and Yoko were exiting their limo while Chapman approached Lennon again and moments later shoots him five times with a .38 handgun. What they don't tell you is that he was just trying to get him to autograph the gun. I know. (laughs) Autograph (laughs) these bullets, (laughs) motherfucker. (laughs) He just wasn't fast enough. Like, imagine that for a second. What a day. Like, you get up in the morning, he does that now famous photo shoot Mm -hmm. uh, with Annie Leibovitz. He goes to a Rolling Stones magazine interview with it. No, he was actually interviewed by a radio station, I believe, that Oh, day. yeah, it was a radio station, yep. The shot was for Rolling Stones. He does the radio station interview where he says, you know, he doesn't want to die for a long, long time. Leaves, probably records some shitty-ass duet with Yoko Ono because mm. that never worked yeah, out. Yeah, a lot of screeching. Then to come home, like, before he leaves, he signs this album for this guy who tells him a sob story, how he's been homeless and he's living outside and he's from Hawaii. Mm. And he's here, blah, blah. He oh, signs good, good this Good luck with thing. that, bro. He, he <laughs> just fucks off the limo. Tells me he's from Hawaii, comes back, 
that same dude shoots him, kills him, because he was like some evangelist, wasn't he? Who, like, was why it, is he allowed on the sidewalk? I it, mean, was, he was it was that crazy. It was and before, it was also, yeah. like, before security was really a mm. thing. It was before 9 11, bro. Oh, yeah. Things were different. Things were very different. <laughs> were different. I like how the guy got the autograph first, though. I know, for real. Waited the whole day. He's like, how much is that album yeah. worth right now? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's a good point. He Fuck. would never see a penny for it. Maybe he should get some money for it. I bet they took it from That's him. That's the real national treasure. You think it's in the trash? You think it's No, somewhere? I bet someone took it. No, oh, yeah. someone has that. Some Illuminati Probably Yoko shit. sitting up there in the she apartment. She said, you killed my man and for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll sell that later when she's I get like, broke. I will never go broke. Have you seen her art, by the way? No. It's I, out there, man. It's She's out there, dude. Yeah, so, she is a little I'm not weird. surprised. She was yeah. always strange. I don't know enough to care. Yeah. So In my brain, she's kind of like Bjork. That's another one. Just there. Yeah. They exist. All right, so he got shot five times with a thirty-eight, hitting him four times in the back and chest. Lennon actually continued walking and collapsed into the front vestibule of the Dakota. Mm. And a terrified Ono oh entered the building screaming, John has been shot. <laughs> Just picture yep. drunk, Ju- <laughs> drunk Judy Garland yeah. stumbling around the lobby. <laughs> oh, there's blood. Right there. John's been shot, and they think it's hers. The, the hunchback did it. He's like, no, that's Judy Garland. Shoot her! So everybody leave, it's leave the Judy ghost. alone. And Lennon was pronounced dead at 11.15 p.m. But let's talk about New York police in the 19... What was that? What year was that? 1969? Uh, late 60s? Oh, they yeah. got there so damn quick. Though. They got there in 15 minutes, dog, from the time he got shot to the time he was... 15 minutes. They said this wow. is John Lennon. Yeah. We're let's from Flint. You call it. the cops, they show up three days later. It's the like, same is way. the guy still there? <laughs> it depends on where you're at. And that's just the nice part of town. And there's probably a precinct right next door. But I'm so. sure if you called 911 and said, hey, a celebrity's been killed in like downtown if, Flint. If Daniel Radcliffe got shot on Saturday yeah, Street. <laughs> yeah, they'd show up in like nine hours. No, I, I don't they, think so. I'm, I'm sure that they would FBI fast, might show up fast on that pass that one. shit. Do you think that Evan Peters ever comes back to Flint? No. No. Yeah, him and Mark Ingram hanging out in another torch just, right now. You, you think they ever do though? They're like I don't think so. Do th- you think they talk about being there? Probably I bet they not. I bet they do in the way that it makes them tough and cool, but well, not the that fact they would that ever come back. He went to Grand Blank High Schools. I bet he's like I'm from Flint. Absolutely. The same way that people are like I'm from Detroit, yeah. even though it's like West Bloomfield. This Flint podcast is coming from every celebrity ever got out this bitch. Shots fired. <laughs> hey, shots fired. Shout out to some of them though. Mark Ingram shout out Terry Crews. Um, Why? Just because they're big? No, no. Terry Crews is dope. Because <laughs> they're big man. and scary. I did, Terry yes. Crews does rep for Flint. He Terry always Cruz talks I do that like. he's from Flint. And Evan Peters is like one of my favorite fucking actors. He get, <laughs> but he can get fucked too. <laughs> he, can get, he can get hugged real quick. Like, can I get an autograph? <laughs> he's like, I listen to your shitty podcast. Don't mention me ever again in your podcast. I will sue your dumb ass. Like, can you say that into the camera? If you show up to him like that without that mustache right now. Oh, there we go. Full beard, no mustache. I, 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 hair okay. slicked over. It's kind of like there's you fucking spending taco meat hanging out your chest right now. It's like, like get away. That he's gonna think you're trying to shoot him. I got a box of American Horror Story in my hand. Like, can you sign this? For shoot <laughs> <laughs> DVDs. Just, <laughs> just pulling out the gun and just loading it. Can All right, you sign Evan this? Peters. If you're listening to this, we're not gonna kill you. No, no, no I'm not prob- gonna kill you. Probably dude. not. Mentally <laughs> signs the box. Not gonna kill you. But if you do meet Shane. If, if you find yourself in the, you know, what's it called? The side of Flint that you live on? The, was it the art district? Yeah. Oh, uh, the yeah. cultural district. The cul- yeah, the cultural district of Flint. If you find yourself in the cultural district of Flint, <laughs> hide. <laughs> if, you see, if you see a husky man with no mustache and a full beard, run. And a box set of anything. Yeah. <laughs> you need a gun. 
Oh. He couldn't find the he's, American Horror Story, so he just not, brought Charmed he's instead. He's not going to kiss you, but he will hug you and try to, you know, he's, he'll try to kiss you and hug you. He won't try to kill you. <laughs> hey, man, you, do you know John Lennon? Did you know John Lennon? <laughs> I know you're about the same age as we me. We are the same age. <laughs> so so here's what I want to know. All right, Evan Peters. Do you Peters, like podcasts, Evan? <laughs> if... if if you're on Facebook or... That's the best thing to ask him. Do you have Facebook? <laughs> <laughs> or if you're on LinkedIn... You're a 30-year-old man. Do you have Facebook? If you're on LinkedIn or anything, we can link up. If you're ever in Flint and the cultural side, I'll be at the Speedway at Dort. <laughs> um, I commonly just <laughs> hanging out with a box set of season three American Horror Story. <laughs> um, just come back home, dude. Just come home. Just come back home, just, I'll just be at Timothy's Pub, man. Just stop in. Come right back around home. the corner on Dort and Robert T. <laughs> All right. So, like we said before, Yoko Ono still lives in the building and has claimed to see the ghost of John Lennon himself. Bum, bum, bum. She has been noted seeing him sitting at his white piano, and he turned to her and said, don't be afraid. I am still with you. And there has been other witnesses seeing John Lennon's ghost as yeah, well. Yeah, that shit sounds fake. Can we hear that again in a British accent, though? Is she British? The, no, I know the John Lennon quote. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't be afraid. I am still with you. <laughs> that's perfect. That's exactly what I so, wanted. Thank you. She's not the, but she is not the only person that's claimed to see him. Uh, there was a musician named Joey Harrow that lived there in the building. And he claims to have seen Lennon's ghost in the entrance where he was shot and killed in 1983. And he wasn't the only person. He said that uh, the musician was surrounded by an eerie kind of light and a writer named Amanda Moores was with him and she confirmed it. She said she wanted to go up to him and say something, but the way he looked at her, he just said no with his <laughs> he eyes. He didn't want nobody no. approaching him fast. <laughs> like, please do that. It was just there was just some homeless guy in the street. It's been known it's a white light that they see. Yeah. Last time someone ran up on me, man, it didn't turn out too well. <laughs> there are also <laughs> several mediums who have received messages from him oh, well. and that he is periodically at the Dakota. So mm-hmm. that's fine then. He's we confirmed it right ghost. there. He's periodically <laughs> at he Dakota yeah. and he'll come up to your wife and slap her across the face. What? Yeah, that's Legends has it. Legend has Wait, it what? What? Is everybody's complaining about the crying woman and John Lennon's walking around smacking bitches at the Dakota? That's <laughs> 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 crazy. My God. He was when was he that guy in life? He was that guy in life. Oh, was he? Yeah. Okay. Oh. John Lennon was the walk up and smack you guy? Oh, but for sure. Maybe his wife, but my wife? Huh. 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 He wasn't very big, so... All right, so listen, Evan Peters, reach out to us. If you know anything (laughs) about John Lennon smacking people's wives, just let us know, (laughs) Lennon, uh, If you want to do a John Lennon like biopic, let us know, and it will just be about you smacking people. We'll help fund it. We have like $15,000. It'll be all right. We'll get you. Collectively, we have (laughs) $15,000. One last very common sighting. Down in the basement, a porter saw a heavy snow shovel fly off the wall and nearly hit him. He summoned tenant Wilbur Ross to the cellar and showed summoned. him yeah, and showed <laughs> him a pentagram. showed him garbage which was strewn all about the place and said that bags had moved on their own. Ross was skeptical until suddenly a metal bar flew across the room and landed by his feet. When they tried to pick it up, it was way too heavy for either of them to lift. What? Other tenants have also had very bad experiences down in the basement. Wait, were these guys like anemic or was it like a really big pole? <laughs> Apparently it was a very large, <laughs> heavy metal pole of some All sort. Right. This is the weight of the asbestos? Yeah. Or? An electrician <laughs> yeah, working probably. there. It was their malnutrition body. <laughs> it's the weight of their early onset diabetes. It was all that lead that they've been carrying around. <laughs> My blood's so fucking heavy. 
<laughs> Another person that was working there, an electrician, saw the apparition of a short, long-nosed man with a beard, no mustache, <laughs> wireframe glasses, and a wig wearing a frock coat and a high hat. <laughs> Others have seen him, and the description fits the builder, Edward Cabot Clark, but other people believe it's Judy Garland. But other people <laughs> believe it might be Shane Markle sitting in this room with us. I thought he us. was describing me. I thought he was. I was like, come on, man. They can't see me. But apparently you... <laughs> they can't see me. They don't know what I look like. Your essence has been time traveling. As I was doing the description, I saw you guys all sit back and look at Shane. I was like, why are they all looking at him? I didn't even put that together, but... <laughs> no mustache, just a beard. Why are you glasses? <laughs> sitting at a speedway on the curb. <laughs> And he's short exactly 74 cents. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's, come on, let's bring this together here. So we got, we got ghosts, all right, right? And we, we got this big ass building. Oh, Rosemary's Baby, come on. Got, Rosemary's got, Baby was shot there. You got, got that? that? I got that. Give me a little bit about that. You know, I thought that was a real thing that happened. And that's the whole reason why I didn't host this episode because I got overwhelmed he, with the thought. He wait. texted me and said I, he, he thought it was too much of a deep dive because he thought it was a real fucking thing. No. Wait, wait, wait. You thought the baby killing people was a real thing? I thought the Rosemary baby thing was a real no. thing. What do you mean? I thought it was inspired by true events. No. <laughs> How? The baby uses a high heeled shoe to kill a man. How would that happen <laughs> in real life? I, th- I don't know. Man. It's about a baby murdering what? people. The, the exorcist. No, it's is a... about like a group of Satanists that are like, let's impregnate this woman. And then the baby kills people because he's the devil. <laughs> he's the Antichrist. Yeah. But the only he... thing I remember at the very end is all the old people going, "Hail Satan!" Yes. So I started reading the Wikipedia on Rosemary's Baby. And I was like, "Oh man, that's Stop deep." Here, like, How, these are two different happens. stories. We do the real work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he read that. This was is like, what makes this us is different. Clearly real. <laughs> Wikipedia and look up Rosemary's oh, Baby. Uh, I, I want to live in the reality where that's it's a documentary. Go ahead. The events happen <laughs> like, in real time. Like, this, until, he told me he goes. He goes. This is way too much of a deep dive. There's no way we can do this. Wait. I'm like he's not wait, wrong. What? They made like three Rosemary Baby. <laughs> two, two and they were bad. Okay. Two and the last. So one was bad. up until a week ago, that was a real thing in my life. Oh my <laughs> what a scary world you must live in, Shane. Oh like it's got to be horrifying that everything that's not real is real. <laughs> Here's the kicker. I've never seen the movie. <laughs> oh, it's a really bad movie, but it's really good. It was one of the greats. Okay, it's a movie from the 60s. It's so you gotta a, take it for okay. what it is. The bad guy is a fucking baby. Yeah. Well, the bad guy the was husband. the director. <laughs> oh, that too. Roman Polanski. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's... Yes. What? Yes. And so, of course, Roman Polanski would make the baby the bad guy. What did yeah. he do? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'll get you should have Googled that. Okay. Oh, I'll get to that. All right, well, this is Summer Dawn. God okay. damn it. While Rosemary's baby is not real, so it is real curse. When did the events happen in Rosemary's baby? So there's a curse? There's a curse. Well, oh. the, the Dakota has a curse. Mm-hmm. So, of course, by proxy, Rosemary's baby curse has allegedly af- affected everybody involved with this movie, including the film's producer and director, especially because they received most of the misfortune. A year after the film was released, director Roman Polanski's wife, Sharon Tate, she was murdered in her home along with a friend by the Manson family. Boy, I know about that. They covered that in American Horror Story. <laughs> Full circle oh back, Evan Peters, if you're listening to this. God. He's like, he's we like love I, you. Saw, I saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He, she's alive. <laughs> yeah, she definitely She has really nice feet. <laughs> Brad Pitt kicked ass. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if I learned anything, is Brad Pitt can beat up Bruce Lee and Sharon Tate's still alive. I, I don't know what's happening. That's a good movie. And uh, if you guys do not That's know, a terrible movie. Roman Polanski, um, he liked them kids. Oh, come on. Allegedly. 
So yeah. I'll get I'll get to that in a second. But no, uh, he, he did. I believe he did. It. He did like the Woody fans. Allen the whole time. Mm. He did like, and then Mia Farrell. I mean, she was it's... also in Rosemary's Baby. It was married to him. So the baby. <laughs> the baby was married to him. Yeah. The baby grew up to be Judy Garland. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. So it's, it and all comes around. Haunting the Dakota as we reincarnate. Speak. Oh. <laughs> like a woman's about to give birth. Like, get me outside! Get me outside! I want to give birth to fucking Judy Garland. <laughs> Get me out of here. I'm sorry. Sorry, go ahead. The film's composer fell off a cliff in L.A. and suffered a cerebral hemorrhage at the age of 38 and passed away after being in a coma. Yeah, that'll do it. Mia Farrow was served divorce papers from her then-husband, Frank Sinatra. I wrote down he was a piece of shit, but I also have other information on my phone. (laughs) Who, Frank Sinatra? He, I could see him hitting my wife. Oh, I could see Frank. Yeah, I could see Frank. Frank Sinatra desperately wanted her to be in a film with him, so he got her into the movie The Detective, being produced by Robert Evans. So she was doing this movie and Rosemary's Baby at the same exact time. Sinatra went so far as to tell Pharaoh he didn't see her in the part, but decided to bring her along anyway. Damn. Mm. So she was doing double duty. Flying back and forth from New York to L.A., trying to do both films, and Sinatra was like, you know what? Fuck this movie, and fuck you. Divorce papers. Damn. So That was like mid-movie? Yeah. Damn. Frank was crazy. So, like, you know, we think about, like, the Rat Pack and all that stuff going on, and uh, everyone sees him as, like, this classy, cool guy. Yeah, he's maybe he drunk know, all the time. Like, like you know, Mr. what was he, Coked like? Coked out, just What was he, like, up. Mr. God, Blue Eyes or whatever fun. his name was? He was wild and apparently had, like, a crazy, crazy uh, temper. I heard the story that they were at this all-white party. Everything was white. Um, Including the people. Probably yep. most of the people. Yep. And all the actors and everything. And that was a given. He's sitting at the table with, uh, I think it was his girlfriend, Don Rickles and Don Rickles' wife. And he's all drunk. He's pissed off. Someone puts ketchup on the table, and it just sets him off. He gets up, and he starts screaming, and he whips it at an employee, and it smashes up against the wall. And he's, like, enraged. And as soon as he does that, smashes, and everyone at the whole restaurant gets, <gasps> Don looks at him and goes, hey, Frank, can you pass the ketchup? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. There you yeah. go. And, and he just starts cracking up and sits down. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. That's, That's why I'm the best. Really <laughs> All right. So, like I said, Roman Plansky also loved them kids. Mm. Uh, so apparently, after his wife was slain, he kind of went into like a little, uh, a little moment. That'll do. A little it. moment. And he would tell kids and coax like young girls, like, oh. I'm gonna send you back for a photo shoot. You'll be a model. You could be an actress. Oh, that's see, that's and not a he moment. Got it, caught oh. with a 13-year-old Samantha Grimer. Mm. Unfortunate yeah, last, that last name. name. Yeah, it's very bad. Unfortunate life. It was a shoot that was actually at Jack Nicholson's house. Oh, good. Imagine that. Tie in somebody else I like. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Roman, Mr. Roman Polanski. He was arrested, and as soon as he was taken out of custody, so he spent 42 days in jail. After he got out of custody, he fled the country, never to return. Oh, that's that guy. Yeah, Yeah. but that's a lot of innocent people do that. So I was under the assumption, because somebody told me that he died right before he was supposed to go to prison, but I like this story a lot better. I like the real, no, yeah, that's. I got him and the one uh, real estate mogul confused dude ah. he's still doing movies yeah just overseas like yeah. like he did the pianist with adrian brody oh, that yeah. won an oscar yeah it's a good movie yeah it's a great movie 
You want to know why it was shot in Europe? So, so we got a curse. <laughs> Fuck. We got a curse. All the right. curse of Roman Polanski. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so the producer, William Castle, ended up having kidney failure soon after the film. And right after the film was released, he ended up having surgery to have some kidney stones removed. And in his biography, he mentioned having hallucinations during his surgery of scenes from the film and even shouted, Rosemary, for God's sakes, drop that knife. Hmm. He also received a lot of hate mail. After Rosemary's baby? Oh, yeah. Why? People, why people don't like babies? The the well, Jesus people did not like this movie. Oh, this was in the sixties. Might be surprised. Then that was like the first. That was like the third or fourth run of the Satanic. Panic no, the Exorcist <laughs> came out five years later. Yeah, people thought that's when that it really he, got going. People thought that he introduced Satanism into the mainstream America. I thought the thank you church kind of did that. He received yeah. around fifty <laughs> letters a day for like the height of uh, all the mania and stuff. I'd be so stoked on that. If you got yeah, fifty they, like hate mail letters a day, a yeah, letter. they called him. <laughs> like they so called many people him, know my name. Yeah, they called him like a witch <laughs> believer of witchcraft, a devil worshiper, a shrine of Satanism. God, their insults sucked back then. Yeah, this I mean, it's a good idea. The you know the al- the alternative to Rosemary's Baby. I did read this in my mild research. I did in Wikipedia. It was, like, was like a dog or something. He's like, I had to get a woman pregnant by either Satan or aliens. I chose Satan. Yeah, but it was a con- it was a cool. I like the concept because he just wanted an evil baby. Rosemary's Baby is actually a book written mm-hmm. by. I thought you were going to say documentary. No, <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> but the book was written by a baby. Yeah, that's the, the secret. Yeah, it was written by Rosemary's Baby <laughs> itself. So the writer Ira Levin, he had huge success with this novel as soon as it came out. However, the rights, so it was a bestseller, and the rights were almost immediately swept up by Castle. Damn. So after the film was released, his life too slowly fell apart. Damn. The author? Yeah. Because he the lost the rights. Part. They bought it out from him and he's broke now and watching his shit blow up. Yeah. God, that sucks. So the year that it was released, his wife left him. Mm. And then he too received lots of hate mail. Damn. He even received targeted strikes from the Catholic Church. And he never claimed to believe in any of that stuff. He never believed to be a Satanist or a person that practices Wicca. Whatever. Did you say targeted strikes? I was picturing like drone strikes. Yeah, targeted drone <laughs> strikes. Sending a drone <laughs> straight from the Vatican. <laughs> Drop it on the house. Uh, the Pope himself came down and said, hey. <laughs> Fluttered down to your door. Hey, stop that. <laughs> and uh, Levin even told TV show host Dick Cavett that he was terrified as he grew older. He also, speaking, we talked about this earlier, he also released the sequel called Son of Rosemary about 30 years after the original. Really? And uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but it flopped. Uh, I've never heard of it, so yeah. Neither have I. It was so bad. One of the bigger things, too, is that man who played the husband, John Cassavet, he was pretty good friends with Polanski like before the movie ever like became a thing. Mm. And it completely ruined their friendship. Mm. I guess they spent a lot of time together like beforehand, but Cassavet completely was like, <clears throat> I'm going to improv this shit. And Polanski was like, nah, fam, stick to the script. And yeah. I guess it just completely caused a whole like... So it's, I think it's Cassavetti. Cassavetti. Mm. And uh, yeah, uh, I read a little bit into that as well. It sounded like it just kind of... But who would want to be friends with that guy anyway? Exactly. He's out here raping little kids. Unless yeah. that's your bag. That's what it sounds like because they kind of roll packed together. So, But I guess the whole like touching kids thing happened after. Nope. It was happening. Oh, but absolutely. Yep. It absolutely was. He's yep. probably cheating on her little kids. Margot Robbie. 
<laughs> so we got Still a place alive. that is either haunted or 140 years old and houses a lot of human tragedy. Um, well, that was my thinking: is is it cursed? Because a lot of bad shits happened, or is it just old? Yeah. Or is does it just deal with a lot of high profile L.A. Hollywood people and their lives are fucking messes? Well, they're all dramatic as hell too. It's a lot so. of that. I know too to even uh, to even live here, the application fee is like a thousand dollars. Yeah, it's and insane. there's people that apply and wait for years for they're even considered. They told Antonio Banderas no. Damn. Well, these apartments too are multi-million dollars apart. Why Plus would I want to live in the curse building? Judd Apatow, don't know. Well, if you have to get an apartment in New York, why not get one of the craziest ones? You could get. There's other beautiful apartments. Well, this place is considered the most famous apartment building in the world. Yeah, and then haunted, and there's you know we got crazy babies, Judy Garland. I don't want this shit. Crying women. Mm-mm. That's yeah. Judy Garland. Oh yeah. If you now, if you believe in the supernatural and you believe in ghosts and hauntings and curses, you know someone like. Edward Cabot Clark, who put everything into this to not see it finished, that's, uh, if he is haunting the building, that would be some bad mojo that could just keep spreading and, you know, circulating and vortexing in to just pull in more and more of that bad. Was he mad, though, or just dead? Like, was it, he wasn't in a bad way when he was building it, right? It was just happening and then. He died. Shit happens. Everybody died of nothing back then. Anyway, I knew you. Was he the one with the cholera? No, he died had, of the baby thing? He had malaria. Or he died of SIDS? Yeah. <laughs> and malaria is very weird for... He died of shaking yeah. baby syndrome. <laughs> he just stopped breathing one day. I don't know what happened. Oh, my God. And if you ever want to visit the Dakota, you cannot because nobody's allowed in unless you live there. Well, Whoa. for those prices, yeah, that's fair. So uh, after after Lennon, can you walk the sidewalk? I mean, yeah, they, you can always walk the sidewalk. You I just know. can't approach people. <laughs> I think the scariest thing to be if they did like a, a tour would be like if they put you through those poor doors. What does that look like? It's just probably a smaller staircase because there's the main area and then there's the back area because they want the servants to scuttle around. Ugh, I don't know. Yeah, those are some, probably some sketchy stairs. I bet because they, they have put to you make through a dumb waiter. Oh, gross. They have to make X amount of apartments um, rent controlled. So I wonder if there's like three poor people living in well, there. This, this place, like when it first opened, had elevators, which was like at yeah. the time was like, whoa, unheard like of. You have an horse drawn yeah. elevator. It was just, it was like blowing people's mind that this building, this apartment building had that. So it was just something that added to the cost of it. And, you know, this guy really did put everything he had into it to make this. He wanted it to be high income, he wanted it to be celebrities, and he wanted it to be like the, the elite of New York. To live there and then wait. So is it fireproof? You know, has it ever been fire tested? That I know. We don't know yet, right? But it did a little bit that I read. I didn't want to go too much into the building because that's not what we do. <laughs> it did have a power plant to power. It was self powered by a yeah. fucking oh. power plant. Wow, crazy. Yeah, crazy. Which in eighteen eighty, it had to take something pretty large to control yeah. that building. The poor people in the basement pushing well, the wheels. No, yeah, something, man. A whole bunch of hamsters exactly. in the basement. But, you know, just the idea of this guy building this and, you know, something like that happens to curse could mm-hmm. could be. But um, I just think it's just a bunch of tragedies and bullshit. Yeah, and it takes up a lot of space, like you said, a lot of high-profile people in there, so it's going to get blown up more. And they're just a lot of celebrities, actors, musicians. They're dramatic as hell, too. Yeah, so I mean, just everything is ten times worse. I, I just think that what everyone's seeing is just Judy Garland. Yeah, <laughs> and God bless her. Yeah. Let her live. Can we leave Judy alone, guys? Yeah. And she's still alive. She's got to be dead, right? Oh, she's, she's been dead. Yeah, I would figure. Nope, she's living in the laundry room at the yeah. Dakota. I hope she's dead. <laughs> she's just <laughs> sipping all a bottle of R and R. We have to fucking put this For one. For Evan Peter's sake, I hope she's dead. Yeah. 
I show you a picture of her fucking before she died. No, no. she had she had little chiclet teeth, <laughs> little sad brown chiclet teeth. Chiclets, damn it, <laughs> she did. <laughs> she had bad teeth. Yeah, Smoking she that, smoked all those cigarettes. That man. sounds like she filtered. That's the dollar pack of cigarettes. Drank yeah. black coffee. That was her diet. That was, it was like Kelly t- Ripple with her two almonds a day. God, have you seen her though? She's so beautiful. Kelly Ripa? Judy Garland? <laughs> Kelly Ripa. <laughs> I was like, you talking about the chiclet teeth? So what do you think, Summer? What do you think's going oh, on with the Dakota? Oh, it's, it's probably haunted, but it's also old. Great. And I don't think that any analysis. of these, like, Rosemary's Baby, like, things... I don't think that movie's cursed. I just think shitty things happen to the people that worked on there. Shitty things happen to shitty people? Ironic. Shane, what do you think? All right, man. So the people that are witnessing things are, like, eccentric artists and things like that. Which I feel like would be full of life, and then we have like the painters and the help, where we also see the get the the ghosts. I don't know, man. I don't know because I want. I, I'm just like I think I'm just like most of the people here. I want to see a ghost. I want to see a ghost. I want, I want to, to believe. believe in a ghost. I don't want to see a ghost. I know everybody knows somebody who sees a ghost. I, I want to see one. I don't want to see a ghost. I, I do want to see a ghost, but not in my house somewhere yeah, else. I don't want to see a ghost at all. We should do an episode. On what is a ghost? I have a lot to say about that, so let's do that. All right, we'll put a but... pin in that, right? Yeah. We'll break that can open. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm going to say not a ghost, not Judy Garland, not a documentary, just an old building. And it could be some spooky stuff, because those old buildings are creaky and crunchy, so things get weird like that. Is there a small white woman dribbling a ball in there? Probably not. Yeah, I actually think it's the same thing. I, I think that you're talking about these uh, uh, Hollywood eccentrics and these high upper class people, especially back in the 60s, 70s, 80s, when a lot of these sightings were happening. You're talking about people that were just on quaaludes and cocaine. Well, and they were all, just fucked up. They were just feeding these people all kinds of and drugs back in the day. I think they're just seeing shit. Man. Out of all the ghosts she could see, Yoko sees John. How many people lose somebody they love? And she gets John back? No, get the fuck out of here. I'm not yeah. Bullshit. Right. People have been married 50 yeah. years together. The ghost never comes back. But John Lennon came back to talk to your dumb ass. Man, no. if he came back and smacked the shit out of her. And that's, that's, that was good. Yeah. <laughs> he, did, he did in death as he did in life. Just smacking uh, the shit uh, out hey, of Yoko. Hey, hey babe. <laughs> I'm back, babe. <laughs> Wake the fuck up. He, he, when he said he was like, I'm always with you, that wasn't like was reassuring. He was like, I'm watching you, bitch. <laughs> he said, sleep in the makeup, bitch. He's like, I will, I will smack you and that dude. Oh, my God. Sleep in the makeup. He said, motherfucker, keep one eye open. <laughs> oh, my God. He said, fuck around and find out. <laughs> oh, my God. That's funny. All right, guys. So that was the Dakota. Um, come to your hatch and buy for anything paranormal, supernatural, extraterrestrial, and true crime. Uh, that, obviously, your topics come to the front of the line. Uh, you can reach us at hatchbar at gmail.com, hatchbar at Facebook, and hatchbar on Instagram. But stick with us, guys. We're going to keep going. And like Shane said, send in what you want us to do. We're happy to, to do it for you guys, for the fans out there. And we're going to reach into everything. You know, like he said, it's going to be paranormal like today, extraterrestrial. Uh, we're going to do some cryptids here and there, some true crime. And and most importantly, we're going to try our best. Yeah, and yeah. the uh, the facts may never get better, but the jokes will, I think. Yeah. I they, think it'll get funnier. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what really matters. And if you really like <laughs> us and you send us money, so will the equipment and the sound. Then, yeah, then the facts might get better. Yeah. So from Flint, Michigan, the Midwest of the Midwest of Michigan, um, we brought you the Dakota, the Midwest of New York. And any- <laughs> New York City. <laughs> New York City. <laughs> In the world of tomorrow. And that's your hatch and bar. <laughs>